Ladies and gentlemen, Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet. This is The Kill, your inner loser show. And guess what? This is the last episode, the last ever episode that I will ever release for the entire rest of my life. That's not entirely true, but this is the last of my 365 projects. So I've been doing one of these every single day for an entire year. We are officially done by the time I finish talking today. And I feel a little weird, I got to be honest. You know, it feels a little bit like nothing, if that makes sense. I've talked about this on a couple of previous episodes. It's like I don't really feel sentimental. I don't feel nostalgic. Sorry, nostalgic. I think mostly because I'm going to go and keep doing content after this. I'm going to take a little month off or maybe two months. We'll see. I'll do a bits and pieces of content, but then I'm just going to get straight back into it. So it doesn't feel like I've ended anything. If anything, it feels like it's the start of my journey. So I was sort of thinking what am I going to do for this last episode? Should I wear a party hat? Should I celebrate? Should I do like a retrospective look at all the episodes and figure out my favorite? But I thought what we would do is focus on you guys. So I'm going to pull up on the screen right now. If you are listening to the audio, I definitely recommend you go and watch this on YouTube because I'm going to be showing some of these comments on screen, but you can probably listen to just the audio. I'll read them out. Basically, I did this video a couple weeks ago called I am grateful to almost all of you. And the word almost is because <laughs> the word almost is a little bit of a joke. I am grateful to pretty much all of you, but not those of you who don't take any action. Nothing against you guys, but like, why would I be grateful to you? I'm very grateful of the people who take action, who change their lives, who work on themselves, who put this stuff into practice. I'm never really going to be grateful to people who passively consume my content. That doesn't do what you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything for me. You're not doing anything for yourself. So I'd never be grateful to that, but I'm grateful to all of you who have changed. And so what I said in this video was leave a comment down the bottom of this video and tell me what you've been working on. Like since you started listening to my podcasts or since you started getting getting into self-improvement, but most people answered in terms of when they started listening to my podcast and my videos, what changes they made. And so we're going to have a bit of fun going through and reading these out and I want to highlight a lot of these stories because a lot of them are fucking amazing. And I'm really fucking proud of you guys. I am genuinely really goddamn proud of you guys. So we'll have a bit of fun going through, highlighting your journeys. The first one is a guy called Earthbound Mystic. And this guy's a fucking legend. So he's in one of my, he's in my group coaching program. This guy is an absolute beast. When he first joined the program, he was a virgin and he said... His story is that he said, I'm going to take about six months to lose my virginity. That's my plan. And I was like, bro, that's fucking bullshit. Just go lose your virginity right this second. And then like four days later, he comes in and he posts and he's like, okay, I did it. I lost my virginity. And I was like, fucking good man. And ever since then, he's lost. I've lost count of how much weight at this point. I don't even know. He's lost like 30, 40 pounds, something like that. Something fucking crazy. He's absolutely been going hard. That's only in a couple of months, by the way. He's lost all that weight. He's been taking a bunch of Tinder photos. He's been making friends. He's ha- he's got an accountability partner that keeps him on track now. You know, he's obviously in the group coaching, so you know he's serious. He started his own YouTube channel. He's going to start hustling and making money. He's on Tinder going hard. He's been like outside talking to girls during the daytime. This guy's absolutely been killing it. So really fucking proud of him. He didn't actually say what successes he's had in this post. So he kind of defeated the the point. Bad boy, you're supposed to post and say what you've changed, but He talked about something that I just mentioned in the video that I block people. I block a lot of people on my YouTube where I mute a lot of people so that, you know, 
I do the same on the forums because I want this channel, I want this community, I should say, to be full of guys who are working and taking action and making changes and not just sitting there like circle jerking and, you know, theorizing about shit and passively consuming the content. If you passively consume my content, I'd really prefer you unsubscribe. Obviously, I can't tell you what to do. You know, I can't make you unsubscribe. But if your mission is to just listen to my shit and go like, well, that was mildly entertaining, but never change anything. You know, I I don't really want to interact with you. I would prefer you not interact with this community. Again, I can't stop you, but this community is predominantly for people who are willing to make changes, who are willing to move themselves forward, who are willing to become better people, who want to get laid, who want to make money, who want more satisfying friendships, who want to cut out negative influences and forces from their life, negative people from their life who want to go out and make the world a better place, all that kind of shit. So that is why I block anyone who goes against that. And when I say go against that, I mean like anyone who's negative or anyone who bitches about their problems without looking for a solution or anyone who says all the dumb shit that I get all the time. Like, I'm short and I can't get laid. I'm bold and I can't get laid. And then I'll show them five of the fucking interviews I've done with people who are like five foot six and bold and 30 years old and virgins who have gone out and gotten laid, and then the people will still say, yeah, but I still can't get laid because I'm bold or I'm short. So I block those people. I will always continue to do so. That will happen until the end of time. This isn't a community if you're here to make excuses or be a victim or bitch or moan or say it's not fair. Life's not fair. I think we all kind of get that. So that's why I block those people. Um. And that's why I've tried to, or I've done my best to make a community of people who are dead serious. You know, we can talk about my forums. To even get on my forums, you have to sign a contract. You have to literally sign a fucking contract and say, I I commit to taking myself and my goals seriously. You have to put a picture of yourself. You can block your face, but it has to be a picture of you as your avatar. And otherwise, you can't even get on the fucking forum. So I've done everything I can to make this a community of people who are dead serious, who want to make changes, who want to change their life, who want to move forward, who want to be a positive influence on themselves, their friends, the rest of the world, all that. And so that's why I block negative forces or negative people or crybabies, soy boys. I block all the soy boys and all the soy girls. Next guy. J.E. Gonzalez, he says, thank you for everything, Andy. You inspire us all, show us what's possible, and make us dare to dream. Yeah, so this guy's a fucking legend. This guy has been, like, reading my shit and making changes for the last, like, basically since I started my website. So before I was even doing podcasts and stuff. So for, like, the last three years, I forget all the changes that he's made. I did a podcast. I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember what it was called, so I can't link to it, but where I talked about all the changes that he'd made. And this guy's made like a ton of fucking changes. Absolute fucking legend. And what he says here about you inspire us all and show us what's possible. First of all, that's like really cool to hear. I appreciate that. But And make us dare to dream, especially, especially that last bit. That was so fucking important to me with the people that helped me. Good Looking Loser being probably the main guy who helped me or, or the main guy I learned from, his website. If you're not familiar, go to goodlookingloser.com. A lot of my stuff is like derivative of his. Like I learned from him and then I've expanded on it and put my own spin on it. A lot of what I've learned was from him. Uh, another guy's Black Dragon blog. I learned bits and pieces from the Red Pill. I learned little bits and pieces from, I guess, like random pickup artists. Uh, I learned bits and pieces from the Rational Mail. Uh, a lot from Mark Manson, you know, stuff like that. And, and all those people 
what they showed me was what was possible because I could see them crushing it. I could see them happy. I could see them having fulfilling relationships with women. I could see them having awesome friendships and shit like that, making money, all of that stuff. And that showed me like, if these guys can do it, because these all seem like normal people, or at least they were normal people when they first started. If they can do it, like, why the fuck can't I too? And that's the message of my website. That's literally, if you go onto my website, killyourinnerloser.com, that's at the top. You sure as hell can too. That's my fucking message, my, my fucking motto. So yeah, I, I'm really glad that some people can see what I've done and go like, oh, I can do that too. And it's like, fuck yeah, of course you can. Like, why wouldn't you be able to? Uh, so the next guy is called Clay Hands. And he says, although I've been on the self-improvement train for a while, your Tinder guide gave me the push to invest an uncomfortable sum of money by my standards on upping my style. I can't wait to give dating a serious go as soon as I move out of my parents' house and move into the big city this weekend. Yeah, so fucking awesome. Too many guys, I, I spent a fair amount of time on the Tinder guide talking about objections to spending money. There are a lot of people, I've done podcasts on this too. There are a lot of people who don't want to spend any money on their self-improvement. Like they don't want to buy any Tinder boosts or they don't want to pay for Tinder gold or platinum or they don't want to uh, like change their style. They don't want to go and buy a new fucking jacket and t-shirt or something from Zara. They don't want to put any money into, you know, getting laid, but then they expect the results. So they're basically saying, if I don't do the things that are required, because by the way, if you dress like shit, you have to dress better if you want to get laid. Can you do that for free? No. Then you, by definition, if you dress like shit, have to spend money in order to get laid. There are too many people that will say like, yeah, but I'm too good to spend money or I just don't have enough money or blah, blah, blah. Or yeah, but I stay at home with my parents or I don't have a job. Those are all problems, guys. What you need to do is look for solutions. So if you don't have money, and I put all this in the Tinder guide, by the way, if you don't have money, go and get a second job or go and get a job or sell some shit that you have around the house or borrow money. Take out a fucking bank loan. How important is this to you? We're talking about the rest of your fucking life here. And if you're going to prioritize saving some money instead of building a fulfilling sex life, building fulfilling relationships, showing yourself that you can achieve a goal, improving your looks, working on something instead of being a passive little bitch. How is that stuff not more important than saving some fucking dollars? And as I said in the Tinder guide, if you're lonely and unhappy with your sex life, you're just going to go and waste money on self-medicating. You're going to buy a fucking Pornhub account. You're going to go and waste money on alcohol. You're going to buy Netflix and piss away food, piss away money on junk food. Like you're going to waste money. You can't lie and tell me that you're spending no fucking money that right now you're wasting no money. Of course you're wasting money. So one of the biggest points that I made in the Tinder guide was use some of the money that you're wasting to actually try and fucking get laid. Improve your style. It doesn't have to cost a whole lot, by the way. You can buy like cheap fucking necklaces and stuff like this that I have on Amazon. This cost me like fucking $15. I don't spend much on my fashion. You don't have to. You only need one or two good outfits. So I'm really fucking glad to hear that this guy decided like, no, I'm going to take this getting laid thing seriously. I'm going to change my priorities and stop trying to save money, which when you're dead, guess what? Or when you're on your deathbed, you won't be glad that you saved fucking $200. You will, however, be glad that you spent that money and started getting laid and started improving your life and got to a point where you handled your sex life and then could move on to starting a business so you could make a lot of money and fix this issue once and for all, you're not ever going to be glad that you saved a couple hundred bucks. 
Okay, so I'm really fucking glad that this guy decided to take that advice seriously and up his style. Absolutely fucking awesome. Brilliant. As for moving out of his parents' house and moving into the big city. Yeah, that's another fucking thing to be really goddamn proud of. He obviously hasn't. Oh, by the time you guys watch this, he would have done it. That, that's that's fucking awesome. Moving to the big city. To, that's another thing that people make an excuse on where they're like, I live in this small country town or I live in this city that's only got like 50,000 people or whatever, which I guess that's still a town. It's not a city, but like, you know, there aren't enough girls. I can't get laid. And then I'll say, why don't you just move? And they'll go, oh, I don't have the money. You know, I live with my parents. Where would I even move to? Blah, blah, blah. Like just excuses, excuses, excuses. If you want it badly enough, you will do whatever the fuck it takes. If you don't have money, I'm going to blow your goddamn mind here. There is such a thing as bank loans. Jesus knows I've taken out bank loans to to do this shit. I, I've told you guys, I took out a $10,000 bank loan so I could move to the center of my city and work part-time and use that savings to sort of pay the bills for a year. I think the money lasted me about two years or like a year and a half because I was still working part-time. But I did that to prioritize my sex life. Like, why the fuck not? Like, th- stop looking for excuses, stop looking for problems and start looking for solutions. So really happy to hear this guy's doing all that. Okay, well, I shat on Earthbound Mystic at the start of this podcast, but he did leave a second comment, it looks like, and his second comment is what he talked about, you know, some of his changes. So, he lost his virginity when he was 30, lost 25 pounds. He's lost way more than that now. I know it's only six days, but by the time you guys watch this, okay, so let's say he hasn't lost a ton more than that, but by the time you guys watch this, will be several weeks from now, as I'm like several weeks from when I'm recording this. I suspect he would have lost like 35 pounds. He's going fucking hard right now. He's doing like fasts a couple of times a week. He's doing like one meal a day. He's absolutely killing it. Uh, Started training in the gym five times per week. Started cold approaching five times per week. Started online dating. Yeah, he's been going hard with that, taking like a bunch of pictures and stuff. Uh, Messaging, swiping and running a boost or two. Yeah, this is what I mean, guys. Like when I say this guy is fucking serious. As I said, he's in my group coaching program and he's one of those guys that's just fucking killing it. Like he is absolutely dead fucking serious. I will, a lot of the time he will like, like he'll, there's been several times where he goes like, hey, I have this problem, right? Like, I don't know. Let's give an example. He he came in the other week and he goes like, I feel like sometimes, you know, I'm crushing it at the start of the week or whatever, but I'll have like a couple days where I'm a bit lazy, right? And I said, you need an accountability partner. Go and find an accountability partner, as in someone that once a week you sit down with and you have a conversation, you say, am I on track? Like, what did I do this week? Was I lazy? What am I going to do next week? How can I crush it even more than I currently am? Like someone to keep you accountable. And then you keep that person accountable as well. I said, go find that person. Like fucking two hours later, he's like, okay, yep, no, done. Like this guy is just the definition of I will tell him to do something. And two fucking hours later, he'll do it. Like I said, he said, it's going to take me six months to lose my virginity. And I was like, bro, shut the fuck up and lose it right now. Four days later, he's like, okay, I did it. And it's like, good, good fucking good. That's what you've got to be like when you're serious. Like you have to be humble. You have to be willing to listen. Like I, how much fucking free content do I give you guys where I tell you exactly what to fucking do? I have a Tinder guide that's 130,000 words, which isn't just for Tinder, by the way. It's for any girl that you meet that you want to sleep with. I go through like literally everything, how to improve your looks. Like you could be an obese, bald, midget, who's deformed and dresses like shit and has zero friends. And you could use that Tinder guide, that guide, and change your fucking life and get to a point where you're having threesomes. 
like just using that guide. And yet there are people that won't do everything I have in the guide. They'll do little bits and pieces or they'll decide they're too good for this or they want to save money and they don't want to go and improve their style or I'm too good to pay for Tinder gold because why would I give money to, you know, this app that's exploiting men and why would I pay for, you know, women and I shouldn't be doing all that. And it's like, just follow the fucking guide, like be humble, stop making excuses, stop being too good to get laid while then simultaneously complaining that you're not getting late. So this guy's the definition of just shutting the fuck up, being humble, doing it. He didn't mention it here, but other changes he's made, like I said, he's already started his YouTube channel, his own YouTube channel. It's going all right, actually. I think he has like 100 subscribers in like, he's only been doing it for like a couple of weeks, which is pretty impressive. So he goes on to say, but most of all, I just committed all the way to building an elite life and I will simply attack it every fucking second for as long as it takes decades if need be victory will come in the end keep hammering yep brilliant so what he says there is like i'm going to do it for as long as it takes even decades if need be so that's the definition of what i talk about all the time just don't fucking quit and then he says victory will come in the end yes success is guaranteed if you just don't quit it might take a year it might take two years might take 10 years i don't know you i don't know your current circumstances but if you just don't quit you are guaranteed to get there. You will get there before you die, I promise. Unless you're like 85 years old and you have COVID and then you might die from COVID. But assuming you're not 85 years old with COVID, you have plenty of time. Next guy, Hyper R. He says, I am very glad I found this community of self-improvement and especially kill your inner loser since I relate much more to you than good looking loser. So good looking loser, as I said before, is the website that I learned from. What this guy said here, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I relate to myself, but there's a reason my content is the way it is and, and my philosophies are the way they are. And a lot of people resonate more with this community versus Good Looking Loser. Good Looking Loser was fucking amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I personally felt like I didn't always fit in on Good Looking Loser. And that's not to say anyone made me not fit, fit in because they didn't. They're all very fucking welcoming. But Good Looking Loser was this big, giant, like, buff, muscular, like, gym bro. And he was really fucking cool. Like, he was into the drug scene. He was into the party scene. He was, in. He was like, popular in LA. Like, he would go to clubs and people would let him in for free and give him free alcohol. And he would have the- What's it called? See, I'm so uncool, I don't even know what it's called. What's it called when you're, like, at the table and you have, like, free bottles? It's like a bottle table or something. You guys know what I mean. And like people come over and, and the hot chicks hang out there. Like he would always just do that shit. And so I very much felt like this isn't me. I'm like this boring, awkward, no friend, skinny nerd, right? And good looking loser is this like cool buff jock who has a ton of friends and everyone likes him, but he just had some mental issues that he had to get over so that he could start getting laid. I felt like for me to even get to the point where I would even look like good looking loser was going to take me like four or five years, right? You could argue I'm not even there yet because I'm not muscular and big yet. That's the goal that I'm working on right now. And so I felt like everything he was saying was correct. And I had to trust on blind faith that if I did what he was saying, I could get laid too. But it did feel like I was cheating, if that makes sense. Like- what I mean is I felt like I didn't deserve to be getting laid because I didn't look like good looking loser. So even when I started getting laid, I felt like I was cheating because I was like, but I'm not big and muscular yet. I don't look as attractive as he did. And it took me a while for that self-esteem to catch up. 
Like I had to be, get, I was getting laid for quite a while before I was like, okay, I guess you don't have to look like this big, muscular, good looking loser dude in order to get laid. So I have had quite a few people who have said like, Andy, I'm really glad you put up your like depression article about how depressed you were and how you overcame that. I'm glad you put up your weight loss article about how you lost like 77 pounds. I'm glad you put up the transformation article where you talked about how you were suicidal for like eight years, how you were in abusive relationships, how you were depressed, you had no friends. I'm really glad you put those articles up because I can relate to you. Like I see myself in you. I've had so many people say like, dude, the only reason I made all these changes was because I saw that you were in the same position I was, or maybe even worse sometimes, and you made it, so maybe I can make it too. Whereas I think a lot of people look at Good Looking Loser and they say, y you had mental issues, but you were already really attractive. And that doesn't diminish what Good Looking Loser did. I, I want to make that fucking clear. I really hope that comes across. And that's not to say, like, if you're a good looking guy, you should just automatically be getting late. We all have our own journeys. We all have our own hurdles. We all have our own mental blockages and all of that sort of stuff. But the key point is I've had a lot of people say, like, I can relate to this, the, you know, fat, nerdy guy with no friends and no muscle who played too many video games and, and jerked off to porn for too many hours a day. I can relate to that guy more than the, like, really attractive, muscular, cool uh, socialite buff dude. Again, I really hope that comes across. It comes across that I'm not saying anything bad against good looking loser. It just, I personally felt like I can't really relate to him like at all. I could relate to all the mental stuff he was talking about. And let's be clear. You don't have to fully relate to the person whose advice you're taking from. Like you can just relate to little bits of what they're saying. You can click with their philosophies or maybe the things they're saying you click with, right? I, cannot relate to, I cannot fully relate to, let's say, like Jocko Willink or Jordan Peterson. I don't think I have Jordan Peterson's intelligence or his eloquence or any of that sort of stuff. I don't think I have Jocko Willink's masculinity, certainly not his body. I don't have his gruff voice. I don't have David Goggin's crazy motivation and insane like work ethic. I don't have those things, but I can still take a hell of a lot from each of their philosophies. I can take their advice and run with it and use it. And I did that with Good Looking Loser. So please don't think that just because you can't relate to him or if you can't relate to me, that doesn't mean you can't change. It's like you absolutely fucking can. Like I, again, to go back to a point I made earlier, I have too many people that will say like, oh, Andy, you're tall and white and I'm not those things. So therefore I can't get laid and I can't do what you've done. It's like, come on, dude, like follow the fucking advice, even if you're not the exact same person. I definitely did that with good looking loser, even though I couldn't fully relate to him. So let's continue with this guy. So hyper R, he goes on to say the major change that I did in the last month was going on Tinder with the help of your article and the guys in the forum, I got three dates and two lays. That's pretty impressive in a month, dude. In your first month, that's pretty fucking impressive. But I think most importantly, I lost like half of my brutal social anxiety. I never had a thought, sorry, never had I thought five months ago after a breakup that I would be in this position. Let's step back a bit. What he's said there and the bit that I've highlighted on the screen where he says, but I think most importantly, I lost half of my brutal social anxiety. Yes. So... What you guys are going to find, the further along you get in this self-improvement journey, especially if you're doing this for girls, like like if, you're, if your main goal is to have sex, if that's why you're here, what you're going to find is the further along you get with this shit, the more you get laid, the more it has a positive effect on everything else. And you'll come to realize that this wasn't necessarily about getting laid. 
Like at the start, you think it is. You think it's just, oh, I want to have sex. I like that Andy has threesomes. That'd be cool. It's cool that he and his girlfriend, you know, fuck other girls together. Man, that'd be sweet. That'd be cool if I could do that. That's what you think. That's what you're coming here for, most, most of you. But when you actually start that journey, you see all the other positive impacts it has on your life and you start realizing, shit, this wasn't about girls, was it? I've had so many people, I've had so many coaching clients, I've had so many people email me and say, like, shit, this, this, I get what you're, what you're saying now. This isn't about girls. Like, this isn't about sex. You're not just pushing sex. Like, you're trying to get guys to improve their entire being, in, improve their entire fucking life, have a positive impact on others around them. Yes, the further along you get, you're going to realize this isn't necessarily about getting girls. That's almost a nice side effect. But self-improvement comes first and all of the stuff involved in that, like being more social, making more friends, cutting out negative people from your life, being happier, being healthier, meditating more, having a positive impact on others, giving back to girls that you date, you know, making their lives better, all of that kind of stuff, making money so that you can go out and fucking help your friends and family and change the world. All of that stuff is infinitely more important, not more important, that's not because that's like subjective, but- I suspect most of you, the further along you get in this journey, you will say, man, everything else is more important than sex. Sex is lovely. Sex is fucking good fun. But damn, like, holy shit, this is having a positive impact on the rest of my life. Far more than just the sex. This has never been just about sex. I did an article called How Getting Laid Makes You a Better Man. Go on to killyourinaloser.com and search for that. How Getting Laid Makes You a Better Man. And I wrote down like a fucking 30 different ways that this whole journey makes you a better human being. And you'll notice like one of them is about sex and the rest of them are about everything else. So the rest of what he says, he goes on to say, yes, we're all going to make it. Absolutely. Of course you will. If you just don't quit. So that needs to be said. And obviously, if you take action, you have to take action. You can't just sit there. And I think that goes without saying. That's like getting in a car and not turning the ignition on and then going, I'm going to get to my destination. It's like, no, you're not. You have, to, you have to turn the fucking car on. But yes, if you just don't quit, you will eventually make it. All right, let's move on to the next person. Mr. Master Slayer. He goes on to say, Sup, Andy, thank you for all you have done. Yes, we took action, but without your mentorship, your story, I don't know if I would have had the courage to start my own journey based on your experiences. So thanks a million times. That's really fucking good because that's how I feel about Good Looking Loser. You know what I mean? If he didn't have his, his website and his story and his journey and him talking about how even though he was really attractive, he just felt like a fucking loser with women and all the days where he would cry by himself on Saturday nights because he was lonely. Like if he didn't write all that and I hadn't read that story, I don't know if I would have. I think I eventually would have changed. But like, holy shit, he saved me so many years. Like I would have just felt so fucking alone. So I, I'm really glad that my story has the same sort of impact. He goes on to say something that I did since starting my journey is I recently completed my tiny initial goal of getting five lays by the end of 2021. That's not a tiny goal. <laughs> That's not a tiny goal at all. That's fucking awesome. And we're only like in August as I record this. So he's done that super early. He goes on to say, I managed to crush this goal in five weeks instead of eight months. Yeah, so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's not a tiny goal. So now I have a new goal of getting 20 before the end of 2021. Uh, if you've done like five in five weeks, yeah, getting the next like 15, I'm assuming you mean 15 more, not 20 more, 15 more in the next, like, what do we got? Like, yeah, you got like roughly 16 months. 
Yeah. I mean, no, you got more than that because you got five months. I take out month. I take out weeks in December, by the way. I find it really hard to get laid in December. A lot of girls have gone back for holidays and vacation and stuff. It's like just a weird season. Everyone's like with their families. That doesn't mean you can't get laid. Like, please don't take it as me saying that. But I personally, when someone's making a goal of how many women they want to sleep with, I say like, take out a couple of weeks of December. Plus you yourself, you're usually like wanting to spend it with family and shit and like your mates and stuff. So you're not like that hardcore focused on getting laid. But yeah, so you have at least like 16, 17 weeks and you want to get laid 15 times. Of course you can do that. You've just done five in five weeks. So very fucking possible. Obviously, I did way more than that in the last few months, but this is one of my biggest achievements and I wanted to brag about it. Yeah, brag brag all you fucking want. Five in five weeks is amazing, dude. That's really fucking good. Keep crushing it, Andy. You'll be a millionaire one day. No questions asked. Yeah, that is absolutely uh, one of my goals for sure, for sure. Um, and the more, I, the more I make money and stuff like that, I'm going to do more content on that. I've talked about that in the past. Um, I've already like touched on content on how to make money. I want it to be fair. I want to get to a point where I really feel like I know what I'm doing. A lot of my content or most of my content, you know, okay, all of my content, I show proof that I know what I'm talking about. You know, here's all the proof of my lays. Here's the proof of my mental health issues and that I overcame them. Like I like to show that proof. So I don't think I'm at the point yet where I'm comfortable giving people money making advice. I know how to make money now. I'm making a decent income. Okay, decent income. I'm making a really good income. This last month was like, or the month just gone was like $19,000 US. So I'm making really fucking good money. I think we'd all agree with that, but I'm not 100% confident. So in the next in the next few months, sure, I'll start doing content on like money making and stuff like that, especially passive income and shit like that, because I know a lot of you care about that. Because my, my goals with my content is for all of you to become absolute badasses in all aspects of your life. And financial is probably the thing that people care about second most. Most people who come here care about getting laid first and then, you know, financial independence. So they don't have to worry about, you know, working a job for some shithead. They get to make their own income. So I definitely want to help with that shit. We'll, we'll definitely have plenty of content on that. All right. Next guy, Myron. Myron Gaines. Oh, I get it. I get it. What a cool name. You're admiring my gains. You're admiring my gains. I like that. That's fucking cute. He goes on to say, since I started listening to this channel, I've started washing my bed sheets and pillowcases on a weekly basis. I used to never change them and just sleep in my own filth. I've also been keeping the countertops throughout my apartment more free of clutter. Overall, I'm trying to be more clean and keep my place tidy so I can take pride in it and be more proud of myself. Yeah. So this is a fucking huge one. This I mean, I don't know if this guy got it from me or if he got it from like Jordan Peterson. There's plenty of people that say this shit, but absolutely like keep your fucking apartment, keep your home, keep the place where you are, especially your bedroom clean. Like you have to take pride in your personal surroundings and your personal things. Absolutely. Jordan Peterson, it's one of his uh, rules in his book, 12 Rules for Life. I think it might be the first one, isn't it? He says, make your bed. Like every day, make your fucking bed because that is a hell of a lot more than nothing. It's a hell of a long way from chaos. You're basically choosing order instead of chaos. You're choosing control instead of like just living in filth and being a victim and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people, especially those who are depressed, I, I don't know if this guy's, I don't think this guy's depressed, but if you are depressed, the first and best thing you can fucking do is make your bed every morning. It seems like such a menial, insignificant task, but it is absolutely better than nothing at all. And I talked about in my depression article when I was super depressed and I had a big fucking breakdown and I told my parents and I had to move back home. I had to, you know, move like 3000 miles back home 
and I basically had a fucking mental breakdown, right? I was just like absolutely fucking just ruined, right? And my mother and my father, especially my mother, every day gave me a little to-do list of just bullshit tasks, like make your bed, you know, hang up the washing, wash the fucking dishes. That was it. It was like bullshit tasks. And I really didn't want to do them. I was like, what's the fucking point? I'm suicidal. What is the fucking point of washing the dishes? And my mother was like, shut up. Trust me. Do the list. And in doing that list, in doing those menial tasks, I figured out the meaning of life. I figured out happiness. I figured out the answer, the an- the antidote to depression or the antidote to misery and unhappiness is just keeping busy, just doing something, something, anything, as long as it isn't nothing, as long as it isn't sitting there and wallowing in your own misery and self-pity and pain and suffering. Because if you're sitting there doing nothing, you have far too much time on your hands to sit there and think about how sad you are, how lonely you are, how depressed you are, how much your life sucks, how miserable existence is. Whereas if you focus on something, at least for those menial, pathetic seconds or minutes that you're doing it, you're not completely consumed by your own misery. You're distracted. And if you can string together enough of those menial tasks over the day, and if you can have enough moments where you're distracted, okay, that's better than being depressed the entire day. Now you're only depressed for half the day because the other half of the day you were washing the dishes or mowing the lawn or going for a walk or, you know, doing this or that, reading my forums, listening to my podcast. That is far, far better. You have literally halved your suffering if you just distract yourself for half the day. And then if you distract yourself even more so that you're distracted 70% of the time, now you're only depressed 30% of the time. And yes, that depression is still there. It's like a dark cloud. God knows that I didn't just immediately get over the fucking depression as soon as I started washing the dishes. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's better than nothing. If you distract yourself for 10 minutes a fucking day, that is 10 minutes you weren't suffering. That is a tiny glimmer of hope that maybe you could not suffer for 20 minutes. And then maybe you could not suffer for half an hour. And then maybe there's a chance you could be okay for an hour. Not wonderful, not great, not amazing, not beautiful, not perfect, but just okay for an hour. And then from there, you bounce off that and you you add on to that and you go two hours, three hours. Can I have little pockets throughout the day where I actually almost forget that I'm depressed? It's there in the background, never fully goes away, or it does, it does after a certain amount of time. But in those first few weeks or months, it won't necessarily disappear. But you f- almost forget that depression is there. And you string enough of those days together where you're just distracting yourself as much as you can. And by the way, when I say distracting, I don't mean like drink alcohol or do cocaine or something. It has to be something that's outside yourself. You know, other people, exercise, diet, cleaning the fucking dishes, going for a walk, improving, hitting the gym, losing some weight, eating better, sleeping better, like like stuff that's actually helpful. The more days like that you string together, eventually you get to a point where the depression is like into the background. The depression fades into the background. It's it's the background process that is running, but it's not always active at the forefront of your mind. Do that for long enough. And after a few months, you start forgetting that you're depressed. And then you remember and you go, oh yeah, life sucks. And then you go, wait, does life actually suck though? Like, I mean, I'm starting to make friends. The apartment looks much better. You know, I'm getting some interest in girls if I go on Tinder and and try. You know, I've lost a little bit of weight. It's not a lot, but I lost a couple of pounds. That's that's nice, I guess. I I bought a new shirt, which I kind of like. I I like this shirt. People tell me this shirt is cool. That kind of feels nice, I guess. Like, I'm listening to this podcast that this Andy guy is doing, and I guess sometimes maybe I feel like there might be hope, like a tiny bit of hope, maybe. 
you know, like that is so much better than, man, I'm sitting here depressed and suicidal and everything sucks. So that is the way out of depression. It sounds funny to anyone or it sounds strange to anyone who's in the middle of depression who hasn't thought of everything I just said. But if you literally just start making your bed and then, you know, keep doing that and compounding on top of that and adding more distractions on top of that, more positive distractions on top of that, that is the way out of depression. It's the only way out of depression that I've found. Medication can help, sure, but that's the best way out of depression that I've found. Just keep busy and just start extrapolating on that. And and even like something pathetically small, like I said, making your fucking bed and saying, ah, I made my bed, there you go. Now I can be depressed for the rest of the day. That's better than just being depressed for the rest of the day and not making your bed. Because now you're depressed and you have a shitty, messy bed. So there's just one more fucking thing to be sad about or negative about or depressed about or suicidal about. But if you make your bed, hey, my life fucking sucks, but sounds retarded, but at least I have a nice fucking bed. Next guy. AD. He says, hey, man, just want to say because of your content, I allowed myself to do a lot of things, including taking this stuff seriously. Honestly, your articles where you give permission to go after, sorry, you give permission for us to go after our goals helped a lot. Like I needed to hear that. I'm Jesus, I can't read today. Like, I needed to hear that I'm allowed to go after these things and that I'm allowed to want these things, you know? Yes, I do know. So I just wanted to say thanks for that because now I'm doing photo shoots. I'm losing weight. I've lost seven pounds so far. Awesome. Actively keeping a log on your forums and more. And it's all because of your content. So thanks, Andy. Fucking awesome. Yes. I One of the best articles I ever read on Good Looking Loser was one where he basically says, you're on my website because you want permission to go and get laid and to talk to women and to have a good life. So here it is. I, Chris, officially do give you permission. Like you're allowed to go and have sex with women. I copied that article. I wrote basically the same thing, right? Basically said, I, Andy, give you permission to go after your goals. And it's funny how like a lot of us come here and we really do just need someone to say like, hey, you're allowed to do this. I've done this. You're allowed to as well. For a lot of guys, that's like literally all they need to hear. They just, you know, and it doesn't have to be directly, overtly, I give you permission. It can be subtle, like me saying, I changed my life and I did all this shit, so you can too. That's that's a form of permission. Or me saying like, you know, just because you're bald doesn't mean you can't get laid. Or just because you're short doesn't mean you can't get laid. That's permission. But it's funny how many of us just need permission. And you yourself have to give you that permission. But like, it is nice hearing it from someone else who's made it, saying like, because there is a there is a, a worry, at least I had a worry, that people who get laid, like players, whatever you want to call them, fuckboys, the guys who get laid, I was worried that they'd be like gatekeepers, that they'd say like, no, I get laid because I'm cool, or I get laid because I'm rich, or I get laid because I'm good looking, or whatever it is, and you can't get laid as well. I had that fear. I, I, I sort of did think that people who got laid were like above me, and that I couldn't get laid unless I was them. And because I wasn't them, you know, the implication is, oh, so I can't get laid. I'm a loser. I, I really did think there'd be a lot more gatekeepers. But what I found through self-improvement and working on goals, making money, all that kind of stuff is the vast majority of people who make it, not people who are born with stuff, but people who have to work on themselves. So small business owners who end up making a lot of money or people who lose a bunch of weight or people who start out skinny and build an elite body or people who go from, you know, not getting laid to getting laid as much as they want. Anyone who's worked on themselves and improved and gotten to the point to a point where they're happy, like all of them, I'm going to say 99.9% of them seem to want to grab everyone else and say, hey, hurry the fuck up and get to my level. Like, I want you to be here. This feels really nice 
please hurry up and join me. There's almost nobody that gatekeeps who goes like, I worked hard and got all the way up here, so you can't come up here too. There's only room for one of us on top of the mountain, so get the fuck off my mountain. I just don't really see that. And the self-improvement community, you can also say like weight loss communities, you can say gym communities, you can say bodybuilding communities. I know the bodybuilding community is very fucking welcoming. You can say, you know, getting most getting laid communities. I'd say probably all getting laid communities. Like they're very welcoming. Like they want you to hurry up and get to their level. And I think that's just because by the time you get to a point where you're happy, you realize there's more than enough to go around for everyone. It's not a zero sum game. You know, I've had people say, like I had one of my, one of the guys in my group coaching is working on making money right now. And he's someone who's been very successful with getting laid. And so he wanted to get into like dating coaching, like doing what I'm doing, helping other guys, like, you know, how can you do, you know, what I've done, that kind of shit. And one of the things he said to me was, I feel guilty because he was asking me for advice. I've given him a lot of advice or a fair bit of advice on making money, right? And being a dating coach, I've told him how to put his prices up. I've told him what to charge. I've told him how to give value to people, how to actually help people, not just take their money, but how to actually get them to change, all that kind of shit, right? And one of the things he said to me was, I feel guilty that I'm asking you for advice on dating, like on dating coaching. And I was like, why would you feel guilty? What are you you talking about? And he goes, because I'm stepping on your toes, aren't I? Like, if I get really good at this, aren't I taking away potential clients from you? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's more than enough for both of us. Like, I can't help every single person in the world that wants to get laid. Like, you have to help me, basically. There's more than enough for both of us. And also, even if you did take a tiny little bit away from me, which isn't going to happen, it doesn't work like that. It's not a zero-sum game. The free market doesn't work like that. But even if you did, cool, I'm all, that would mean you're doing a better job than me. So then I need to up my game. Like, you would push me to be a better coach. You'd push me to be better at this shit. Like, wouldn't I want that? Don't I want that? So I found most people in self-improvement, especially getting laid and stuff, really, really, really do want to pull other people up and push them and help them. I think that's part of why this community, you know, all you guys is is so fucking, such a, a good fucking strong community. Like everybody has everyone else's back. Everyone wants everyone else to succeed. I don't see anyone else pulling anyone else down. Like that just doesn't happen. Even on my forums and shit, like just everyone is so fucking positive. There's no negativity on there. So fucking love that. You guys are fucking amazing. Next guy, KG. He says, I wanted to make origami a hobby of mine. I did this by doing a March project. So during that time, I made origami figures fitting to the day. So on day one, I did one figure. I did 30 on day 30, etc. Yeah, so I guess he means like on day one, he did one. Day two, he does two. Day three, he does three origami things. Yeah, it's cool. I finished it successfully with 496 origami figures done. That's, that's a lot of fucking origami, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, how long did that take you, man? Because I did origami, I did a, I took an origami course like years ago on Meetup. I talk about meetup.com all the fucking time. Best place to go and make friends. Absolutely love that website. And one of the things I did on there was an origami um, class. And we learned how to make like roses and boats and birds and shit like that. It was really fucking cool, actually. It was really fucking cool. I, I, I really like origami. And I, I, I never thought it would be something that I'd enjoy because I thought like it's a bit fiddly, but yeah, it's fucking fun. So that's cool. That's a cool fucking project. I'm always like a fan of someone who does something like really challenging, especially creatively or artsy. 496 origami figures done. What are you fucking doing? What's this guy doing with all of them? 
Are you hanging them up? Are you putting them... Did you keep them all? In fact, that's a lot of origami, dude. I tell you what you should do. You should put them like all over your fucking bed when you invite a girl over. Just have like 496 origami figures everywhere. So she'll think you're like, I feel like that's a bit obsessive. That'd be hilarious though. She's like, oh shit, what did I walk into? Like some serial killer with his like 496 origami figures. That's cool as fuck though. Seriously, that's fucking cool. Put them on your Tinder profile. Call yourself like the origami king. And just take, like, every photo has to have origami in it. Yeah, no, you should do that. Honestly, you should do that. Like, every photo, just have, like, a piece of origami, like, in the background or something. Or just, like, if you're, I don't know, if you have, like, a, a, a Tinder picture of you, I don't know, at the gym, right? You're shirtless. You got your fucking muscles there. You're deadlifting. You're looking good. But you have, like, a little origami crane, like, like balancing on the one of the weight plates as you're, like, deadlifting it. Just, like, find a way to, to put an origami figure into every fucking... And then when if you if you go out to hit on girls in public, um, each girl, you got to give her an origami figure. That's how you hit on her. You're like, hey, you're really fucking cute. You know, my name is whatever your name is. Um... Here's this origami figure that I made for you. Now, come fuck me. And every girl, you're probably going to get laid 496 times, honestly, if you do that. Chicks dig origami. They actually do. Chicks do dig origami. Pretty much everyone does. Origami's cool. Next guy. His username is Sarskov. <laughs> and his display picture is a virus. Okay, so he says, that's interesting. Uh, I used to upload videos for a gaming channel that muting people thing must be a new feature. So I was talking about how I mute people who are like negative and shit on this channel because I want everyone on here to be like positive and shit. Uh, anyways, I know you're knowledgeable in lots of topics, but the most important thing I learned from you is that the key to success is to just take it day by day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about others. Just do today's tasks. Yeah. As I said before, when we were talking about depression a few minutes ago, you just want to take shit day by day. And in terms of achieving a goal, it's just show up every day and do a little bit every day. Some days you'll do a fuck ton. Like some days you'll just have a killer fucking day and you will crush it. You will just like work for like 15, 16 hours. It'll be the most productive day ever. Absolutely. Those days are awesome. But if on your worst day ever, you just do a tiny little bit. Like let's say you're having just the most miserable day ever. You're depressed or whatever. You know, your friends flake on you or some shit. A bunch of girls reject you. You're just feeling miserable. You're sick as well. And you just don't want to leave the house, you know, and you're thinking like, I can't do my gym workout or something. Just get down on the floor and do three fucking push-ups. You know what I mean? If you're absolutely just feeling rejected by women, you don't want to do anything. Just go outside and talk to one girl. Just one girl. You can do a miserable job. It doesn't matter. If you're in the process of losing weight and you're just having the worst day ever, just stick to your fucking calories. That's all you got to do that day. Just like the bare minimum, something that's like super easy. If you're super depressed, read a positive book. Read the book that I always talk about. It's called You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought. Go and read two pages of that book. Just do something. Like I said, if you're super depressed, just make your fucking bed. Just do a little bit every single day. And then on your good days, obviously go crazy and do as much as you can. But if you... Just strung together 365 days of something basic, something small, a little baby step every day. You'll be absolutely fucking surprised how much progress you can make in a year. How much progress you can make in six months even. So next guy, Santiago Amarilla. That's a cool fucking name, assuming that's a real name. So he says, you're awesome. The most down-to-earth, solid, and actionable advice I found in here. Just recently, I hired a photographer to upgrade my Tinder profile up a notch. Fucking awesome. 
yeah, there's been quite a few guys recently in the community that have hired photographers and really, like, worked on their Tinder profile. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking good shit, dude. Next guy, Nicholas. This guy is one of my coaching clients. He says, I started to get out of my negative thinking thanks to you. I realized that it's not too late for me to change my life and that a better future is just around the corner. I can finally stop being a passenger of my life and take control of it. I'm grateful to you, Andy. Awesome. Yeah, too many guys. Or or rephrase that in a positive. A lot of guys, when they first come here, realize like, shit, I haven't been like looking for solutions for all my problems. I've just been getting down about my problems, feeling upset, feeling depressed, feeling helpless, all of that kind of shit. And as soon as you switch that and start saying, what can I actually do now? I did a podcast recently called The Most or what was it called? The One Question That Will Change Your Life, it was called. And that question is, what can I do right now? As soon as you switch your mindset and start asking yourself that question, instead of saying, man, this sucks, you know, this is miserable, I'm depressed, I'm negative. If you just start saying, what can I do right now, right this second, holy fuck, like life is infinitely better because you stop being a passenger, you stop being a victim, you stop sitting in the back seat, you jump forward to the driver's seat and you say, I'm going to fucking take control of my life. I'm going to change things. I'm going to be awesome. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, fucking awesome. Next guy, NB. He says... First, I'm super grateful too. Important achievement done uh, since the start of this year. He dresses up daily and goes outside at least once a day. He resists the temptation to hide himself and his misery by staying in bed and hiding away from his life. Awesome. Absolutely fucking awesome. So that is a huge one as well. Too many guys I see just don't take the effort to look like they give a shit about their appearance. And it's very fucking tempting. Like you don't shave, you don't get a decent haircut. You just kind of wear whatever clothes you have. And you just kind of go outside in your little sweatpants and your old t-shirt with holes in it and your faded little, you know, t-shirt with a faded logo on it or whatever, a faded uh, graphic tee. As soon as you change that and say, no, every time I leave the house, I'm going to put some effort in. You're basically saying, I take myself seriously enough to actually try when I leave the house. And what you'll find is other people start taking you seriously as well. People feed off your energy. People will mirror your energy and your own thoughts about yourself. And so if you leave the house looking as good as you possibly can, you are saying to other people, I want you to treat me as if I'm somebody rather than just nobody. You're basically saying, take me fucking seriously because I take myself seriously. So that's fucking huge. And the fact he says I go outside at least once a day. So a couple of years ago when I was super depressed, it was okay. I wasn't super depressed, but a couple of years ago, it would have been when I was like 20, maybe like 29, roughly, you know, I was getting laid. I was working on the, I was working on getting laid, I should say. But I wasn't leaving the house every single day. I still had like little bits of depression left over from years prior, you know. And one of the things I found was just going outside every single day, forcing myself to do that. Oh, my God. That was like such an antidote to my depression. Because before that, I wasn't really doing it. There were plenty of days where I just wouldn't go outside. I'd just stay in the house or the apartment the entire fucking day. As soon as I set myself a bare minimum that I have to go outside for at least 10 minutes every single day, Holy shit, did that make me feel better? Just being able to like see other people. You don't even have to interact with them, just seeing them, just like outside with them, you know, feeling like a member of society, feeling the outside world, the sun, the wind, trees, birds, all of that shit. Holy shit, did that make me feel better? And at this point, it's been years since I've had a day where I didn't go outside. I go outside every fucking day, like without fail. Like that is non negotiable for me. And so I'm glad this guy's figured that out too. Next guy. 
He says, I started my first job that involves walking 16 to 17 kilometers a day, plus carrying boxes of clothes around. So he started that three weeks ago. Awesome. He switched countries just for this. Uh, He just biked to Eindhoven. I have no idea where that is. Uh, For one hour and 30 minutes, but he was outside for five hours today in total. Fucking awesome. So basically, this guy's being like super fit, like working a job where he has to walk a lot. He's going outside. He's biking. Uh, He says, I also purchased today only meats, mayonnaise, and fish for the keto diet. I'm starting it next week. Awesome. I'm assuming he's losing weight. So next plan is buying dope secondhand clothes when I return home in October, returning to my gymnastic ring workout and starting a part-time food delivery job. So I am outside for four to five hours every day. Yeah, by the way, like if your main mission is to lose weight, which I think this guy's is because he goes on to say improving the looks comes first. Only fatties want me at the moment. (laughs) Uh, So if your main goal is like losing weight, if you can like like not cheat, but like, I guess cheat. If you can cheat and find a job where you're just walking all the time, like even a retail job where you're on your feet, if you can just cheat and do that, like fucking do that. Holy shit. Like make it easy on yourself. I am a big fan of like changing your life to make things as easy as possible for your current goals. And if you have quite a bit of weight to lose, yeah, get a retail job or get a biking job or do like Uber Eats or something where you're riding your bike. I know Uber Eats doesn't make a lot of money. So, you know, if you can't do that, fine. But like find some sort of job where you're on your feet. Like, in fact, this guy is doing a part-time food delivery job. I'm assuming he means like Uber Eats or something like that. So organize your life to to make your goals as easy as possible to achieve. Absolutely. That's that's fucking awesome. You can even do little extra things like instead of taking an, like never take the elevator, always take the stairs. I used to do that when I was losing weight. Uh, walk everywhere instead of taking public transport or driving. Obviously not possible for everyone, but if you only, if your work is like five minutes or 10 minutes drive away, that's only like an, a half hour walk. Just walk that in the morning and walk that in the evening. And congratulations, now you're walking for an hour. So I'm a big fan of, of making life as easy as, or, or setting your life up so that your goals are as easy as possible. Sounds like this guy is doing that. Fucking awesome. Next guy, Sush. He says, thanks, Andy. Uh, I got a new job, a senior leadership role. Fucking awesome. I moved to a new city. Sorry, moved to the city in a swanky apartment. Fucking awesome. I'm building on my fat loss from last year and working on six pack abs all by myself. Fucking awesome. I'm working on abs at the moment too. I already have the top two rows. I've only got to do the bottom rows. I don't know how much weight I have to lose to to get them sexy. I have no idea. Probably a couple of kilos. Uh, He goes on to say, I went on a few dates after his breakup. And I had my first Brazilian jiu-jitsu class today. I almost choked a couple of times, but still carried on. Awesome. Okay, so I'm absolutely going to do, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is on my bucket list. Like, when I say bucket list, I don't mean like a, you know, some people say the word bucket list and they think of like, oh, I'm dreaming about doing this stuff. When I say bucket list, I'm, it's more like a to-do list. Like, I will do that shit. But Brazilian jiu-jitsu is on my long-term list of, of things to do. And... That is like my biggest fear, like that I'm going to go to the first class and they're just going to choke me the fuck out. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God. But like, obviously, you deal with it and shit like that. But yeah, I'm super excited to do that as well. I wanted to do a class this year, like by the end of the year. That's not set in stone, but I kind of had that as a mini goal to myself. Maybe I will. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to set in stone because I got other things I'm working on. But fuck yeah. It sounds like this guy's making a bunch of changes or this guy has made a bunch of changes, which is absolutely awesome. Legend. And I just realized his display picture. I, so I did a photo shoot with this guy. We used to live in the same city. His display picture is the picture that I took. I took that picture. 
I'm famous. Uh, next guy is Zach. He says, I'm a dude in a power chair. I'm assuming that means wheelchair, right? Let's look that up. Does power chair mean wheelchair? A wheelchair with like fucking batteries or something? Oh, my internet. I forgot my internet's not working because I'm in the other room. Yeah, I'm assuming power chair means like battery operator. That's fucking cool. Uh, so far, I talked to Cold Approach uh, 47 girls. Some of them really liked me. Some of them did not. I'm confident I can get a hot chick because I have had many close calls. My only issue is when I get a negative reaction, I overthink and I think, sorry, and think day game is creepy, even though I've had lots of decent experiences. I will push through. Yeah, so the last four words that this guy said is how I know he'll be successful because he's just going to keep pushing through. And assuming power, I am going to assume power chair does mean like a wheelchair type thing. So how many, how many, how many dudes, how many examples do we need at this point in time of people who are just like shutting the fuck up and taking action, right? Before other people who, before those of you who use excuses will stop making excuses. Like a dude in a power chair is just like, yeah, so I'm cold approaching. How are the rest of you going to make bullshit excuses? Like I'm short, so I can't cold approach. I can't go on Tinder because I'm Asian. I'm Indian, so I can't talk to girls. I'm bold, so bold guys can't get laid, can they? Oh, guess what? I'm 31 and 31 is too old. I can't get laid. I'm 34, by the way. Like, guys, stop making excuses, for fuck's sakes. Like, you know what I mean? I, there's a dude on my forums who's fucking blind. Blind. Like, fully fucking blind. And he's been absolutely fucking working on himself. I remember when he first... I, I've done a couple of coaching calls with him, and he's he's on our forums, like, talking about it all the fucking time. Like, how he's going to get laid. He goes on Tinder and shit. Like, think how hard it would be to be on Tinder. Also, think about the logistics of being fully blind and working on your appearance. You don't know what you look like. So you have to constantly keep getting feedback and saying, do I look like shit? Does this shirt look okay? Do I need to lose weight? Is this haircut that I just got okay? Or did the barber just like completely fuck my hair? Like there are no excuses. Stop fucking making excuses, guys. Get to it. Get to work. Stop looking at what you can't do and start looking at what you can do. Stop looking for problems. Look for solutions. As for what this guy actually said, cold approaching 47 girls fucking awesome. Absolutely awesome. Some of them really liked me. Some did not. Yep. Like, welcome to the world, basically. Some people like you, some don't. Uh, I'm confident I can get a hot chick because I've had many close calls. Yeah, if you, it, it's a bit hard to see on the screen, but if you see his profile picture, he looks like he dresses really well. It looks like he's got fucking dope style. He looks like he's wearing a necklace. Yeah, he looks like he's fucking cool, basically. So, I think that goes without saying. If you look like fucking trash and you hit on girls, like, yeah, please, like, put some effort in lose weight, dress better, buy some cool clothes. If you have no idea what to wear, you're welcome to hit me up for coaching or go on the forums and ask for advice on there. That'll obviously be free. Uh, he goes on to say, my only issue is when I get a negative reaction, I overthink. Yes, everybody does. And I start thinking day game is creepy, even though I've had some decent experiences. Yeah, it is. Like hitting on girls during, well, okay, it's not creepy, but it's it's different. You know what I mean? And at the start, you are doing something abnormal. At the start, when I first started making this content, it was creepy, air quotes, because most people don't do this. Most people don't actively put out their sex life. They don't actively give advice. They don't actively be this vulnerable. Like, whatever you're doing, anything you do that most normal people don't do is creepy or weird or strange or wrong. Like, they'll, they'll give you all those labels. But the 420 IQ play 
is to not give a fuck what other people think. And yes, that's easier said than done. I get that. But the further along you get with this shit, the less you give a fuck what other people think. Because you realize the average person is just sitting at home watching Netflix, you know, crying. Oh, please, can you lock me down harder, daddy government? Please, like, I'm scared of a fucking virus, please. Oh, my God. You know, they marry some fucking fat, mediocre cow and they have mediocre children and they work a mediocre job working for someone else and building someone else's dream and they get to their deathbed and they have regrets and and they wish they had done anything else other than what they did so the average person's life kind of fucking sucks and that's their own choosing the average person doesn't really want to do anything elite they don't choose to and so the the 420 iq play comes from realizing those people don't fucking matter. Like, I wouldn't even want to be friends with those people. Well, like, I would want to be mutual acquaintances with them at best. Why do I give a fuck if they think this is creepy? Most people will think any elite goal is wrong or bad. If you make a lot of money, people will say you're greedy, you're wrong, you're capitalist, you're evil, you're scum, like all of that shit. Why don't you give all the money to fucking poor people? What? It, what, what you don't need that much money. If you go and hit on girls during the daytime, that's creepy. You're harassing women. Don't do that. If you go on Tinder and get laid a lot, you're a fuck boy. You, you're just using women. You're shallow. You're a little boy. You need to grow up. You need to be a man. You need to have some responsibility. Any elite goal that you go for, you will by definition have- Haters, you will have naysayers because you're choosing to elevate yourself and put yourself up here. And what that does is that separates you from the herd, that separates you from the crowd, and it paints a target on your back. And the people down the bottom feel very fucking uncomfortable with the fact that you're doing something they can't do. They secretly want to do it. Almost everyone secretly wants to be rich while simultaneously saying money is evil and all that sort of shit. If money is evil, then be homeless. Survive on literally zero dollars. If money is evil, right? You shouldn't be having any fucking money. Yet those are some of the most like consumerist and shallow people you'll ever meet. The people who parrot money is evil. And so the higher you put yourself, the more of a target you paint on your own back. Of course, people are going to try and drag you down. If they can drag you down, not only does that make them feel better because they don't have to see you above them and feel uncomfortable. It also makes them feel like he didn't make it. Partly because I dragged him down, but he didn't make it. So... I don't have to try because if I try, I'll just fail like he did. So it's fine. Like I can just chill and relax. I don't have to go and put myself out there. I don't have to work on myself because I'll just fail like he did. So it's fine. It's like a resignation to not try any harder. It's an allowance to be a lazy, complacent piece of shit. So that's why people will drag you down because one, they're uncomfortable with you rising up and two, they're uncomfortable with the fact that they haven't risen up. All right. Next guy, Konza. He says, I started fixing... Started working on fixing the roof to my granny flat. I'm going to go work on it right now. Cheers for your videos, man. Fucking awesome. I, in a comment to this guy, I talked about like how my dad used to do home improvement projects and, oh, I forgot that's not going to load when I click on that, is it? Yeah. But anyway, my dad used to do a lot of like home improvement projects and shit like that. So fucking awesome, man. Next guy. This is the second last one. Actually, this isn't the second last one, but my internet is dead. So they're not all going to load, are they? That's a pain. All right, so I am back. I have just fixed my internet and we will keep going. So, some guy, as in his username, is actually some guy. He says, I went from 90 kilos to currently 78.1 this year so far. Eight kilograms happened after I found your website and knuckled down. Two days ago, I got approved for a rental and I am moving out. Something I've wanted to for years until I had my second 
major round of depression in 2017, and I ended up continuously delaying it out of fear and bullshit rules regarding my money. Fucking awesome. So the weight loss, absolutely goddamn impressive. That's really fucking impressive. Good work. As for moving out in the rental and like tying that in with depression, yeah, see like how people, they're like the architects of their own misery. And I I used to do this. I still sometimes fucking do this, guys. Like, we can be the architects of our own misery sometimes where you have these bullshit rules about money. Like, you know, I'm assuming what he means is that he was sitting there going like, I can't move out. Like I got to save money. It costs too much. I can't afford it. And it's like, but if you're miserable, you're basically saying, I'm going to resign myself to just continually being miserable. I'm not going to fix the actual thing that's making me unhappy. We do this all the time. We put excuses in the way. You're like, how many people say I'm bored? I can't get laid. I'm short. I can't get laid. I'm whatever other weird fucking excuse, I can't get laid. And it's like, yet you're going to sit there and be miserable over the fact that you can't get laid. Why don't you just get laid? Why don't you just start changing it? Just take some baby steps right fucking now. So I am really, really, really happy for this guy and proud of him for moving out and for getting rid of those limiting beliefs and saying they're all bullshit because they are. Almost all of your limiting beliefs are just bullshit. They really are just fucking bullshit. Mine too, by the way. I used to have a lot of limiting beliefs that were all completely bullshit. The next one, next guy, Blaze81G. He says, I'm depressed, but I'm not sure where to start. I'm tired of being a beta male. Where should I start? He goes on to say, I'm going to buy that book you mentioned right now. So the book he's talking about is called You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought. And that is like the book to start reading if you're depressed. That book is fucking amazing. Like, please, if you're depressed, go and read that. So- I replied to him and I gave him a list of resources and, and some advice and shit. The, we'll quickly talk through each one of them. So I said to him, start with this. It's my depression article. So it's also a video. So you can go on my channel and just search for like depression and you'll see it's a really long video. It's like an hour and 19 minutes long. I talk about my depression, how, it, how I overcame it, how you can too. And it's also an article on my website. So on killyourinaloser.com forward slash depression. And in the article, you know, I go through my my story, but down the very bottom, I have a section called resources. And part of the resources, where are we? Yeah, so part of the resources of the book, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. I also wrote like 16 fucking articles on depression. I even have one on suicide called like, don't kill yourself. I have one about when you feel hopeless and helpless and you feel like it's just, you can't do anything. You know, I've talked about a bunch of different stuff about how to be happy, you know, basically how to overcome depression by just doing stuff. So go and read all of these articles. Underneath that, I have specific, after you've read all those articles and started making a couple of small changes and then they need to be small changes at the start. I then have a list of articles about how to actually improve, like like step-by-step guides on shit, like how to make friends. It's got to be one of the first things you do. How to go to the gym, how to lose weight, how to be successful using the slight edge. And if you're not familiar with the slight edge, it's a philosophy that basically says, do a little bit every single day and that's it. Just take a little baby step every day and it adds up. Uh, I talk about how to improve your looks, how to improve your sleep how to have a daily action plan, how to gain muscle, how to start meeting women, obviously, you know, all that kind of stuff, how to relax and meditate. So go and start with that guide, the depression article. I also talk about like actual counseling and and cognitive behavior therapy. If you don't know what that is, it's basically focusing on the positive instead of the negative. I talk about how to do that in this article, talk about how to make friends, 
talk about medication if that's an option you want to go with. I talk about counseling. I talk about I will offer you counseling as well. Like me personally, I will coach you. I've done that plenty of times. So start with this article, depression. Uh, other articles that are good are what to do when you feel hopeless and helpless. There is plenty of fucking advice in this one. This is especially this video. There's a video called Talking with an Incel about starting a relationship. It's probably one of the best videos you can ever watch on hopelessness and that feeling of like, I'm never going to make it. This guy was like an incel as in like he can't get laid and he feels like it's hopeless. It's just a really fucking good video. I've also done podcasts on, you know, always be working on something if you don't want to become depressed and the meaning of life and how to be happy. And spoiler alert, it's basically just do shit, like just do stuff. So yeah, I wrote all those to this guy. And then I basically said, just start making tiny little changes every day. Make your bed, read a couple of pages of that book, go outside for a little walk, start making some friends, just do something. Any day you can do something is a win. The way you beat depression is by just doing little bits every single day. You will beat it. Just don't fucking quit. That's that's the main gist. And the final comment on this video is by Renee. Is that how you pronounce? Is that how you pronounce the male version of Renee? Because like here in Australia, there's like a a female version of Renee. We're gonna look that up. Yes, I said it perfectly. Look at me, I'm fucking amazing. So he says, "Thanks, man." Just got a new job in Copenhagen by being proactive. Fucking awesome. I've had it. There's been a bunch of people this year that have emailed me to tell me they got a new job and shit. And they're super like happy about that. Fucking awesome. And that is all the comments. I had plenty more. I actually got quite a few emails. Quite a few of you guys emailed me. I think because you listened on Spotify. And on Spotify, I said, um, email me rather than like leaving a comment. So I got plenty of like, oh, excuse me, email comments from people. Fucking awesome. Fucking proud of all of you. Let's put Big Andy back on the screen now. And yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. This has been a long episode, an hour and 10 minutes. Appreciate you guys listening. I don't really know how to end this. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, I'm not going to do any of these for a little while. I don't really know what to say. I don't feel like getting sentimental. I don't really think there is anything other to say other than this has been fun. It's been hard. It's been a nightmare some days. It's also been the thing that has kept me tethered to reality to you guys in some of my dark moments. I've had some bad times over the last like year because we've had a lot of lockdowns and shit in Australia. Been doing COVID really fucking bad. Terrible fucking job. So having this podcast has kept me like sane sometimes. So I really fucking I won't say I'm gonna miss it because like I said I can do a podcast or a video any single time I want to, but it has been nice to have something that I have to do every single day. And I think what I'm likely to do is have a month or two off. I'm not making any predictions, but I that said, I will speculate. I'm likely to have a month or two off and then kind of just see how I feel. I'll probably write some articles. I'll definitely do some videos and podcasts because I like this format. And we'll just see where we go. And in the meantime, obviously, you guys, there's plenty of content here for you guys to go and change and make changes and change your life and improve yourself and get laid and make money and all that kind of stuff. Go and listen to everything I've done, or at least the most important ones. Make some changes. Don't be lazy while I'm gone. I won't be gone that long. And as always, go out and crush your goals.